Hi everyone, welcome to HubShot's episode 58, the podcast for marketing managers who use HubSpot or are considering using HubSpot. My name's Ian Jacob from Search and Be Found, and with me is my co-host Craig Bailey from Zen Systems. Craig, how are you today? Oh, I look pretty good, and welcome to the election episode. We're recording this on Monday, on the, the 7th of November. This is the day before election day in the US. And it's also the eve of inbound. And it's the eve of inbound. I wonder what is the bigger news in our world, but gee. Who's going to be leading this country tomorrow? That's right. Or what's happening in inbound land? Our world could be a very different place tomorrow, yeah. So now... Um, in 14 hours, inboundcountdown.com is going to tick over. Yes. And then we'll be waiting for inbound 2017. Yes, that's right. I wonder if they'll announce, they'll probably announce the dates for that at the end of this inbound, actually. They will. Yeah. I'm expecting September. Yes. I love I, September. Yes. It's a bit cold here in Boston. It is. Yeah, but look, it's been really good. I'm really looking forward to it. And with that, and of course, by the time people listen to this episode, inbound will be pretty much over or indeed in over. Progress. Yeah. But, um, I actually picked up a copy of Charles During's book, yes. um, The Power of Habit, and he's one of the keynotes or one of the spotlight speakers. I'm really looking forward to hearing what he has to say. And to any marketing managers listening, I really recommend his book because he talks about some really interesting things to do with habits and how they relate to actually the decisions people make and therefore how that can be used in marketing. So, yeah, in a future episode, we might talk about how he talks about Febreze and how the marketing team there basically turned a dud into a billion-dollar industry. Yes, I love that story. I loved it. you sharing over dinner, and I think we should share it in a future episode, Craig. Yes, that would be a good one. And uh, so we do have a, a Facebook group, the Hubshots Facebook group, where you can get updates on the podcast, but also any updates from the conference itself so even if you're listening to this after the conference you can check in there and uh, join us and also see some of the highlights from the conference that's right and we've got some hubspotters on there too so you're in good company speaking of hubspotters we got a bit of an early taste actually we're out at hubspot's office today uh, that's first right. time first time i'd been you went there last year i know but yeah, yeah and i went to the new building today which is across the road which is really nice and so we had a good chat this morning with luke summerfield did we it was great yeah and luke actually uh, has a special place in my heart because he left on our very first episode of hub shots he left a comment he did too it's very nice so you can go go and check episode one so luke good to see you and we're looking forward to catching up with you more during the week yeah we caught up we saw a few more familiar faces like bertie yeah, always good to see Bertie and uh, ryan and angus and brent and varun who else did we see madison Cat and of course our tour guide Mo. Mo was excellent. Wasn't it great? So shout out to you guys. All right, Craig, on to HubSpot feature tip of the week. Now this is I guess all a part of this big improvement to make everything consistent, make it easy to navigate and read. And it's actually to do with the HubSpot Learning Center. So it actually manages all of your certifications in one place and you're able to take that team view and see where everyone's up to. But I really liked how it nicely actually had all the certifications, when they were expiring, what you haven't done, and really encourage you to get it done, I guess. It's a lot nicer to use. So it's a user experience update. You have been able to get like team information before, but now they've brought it a lot more uh, front and centre so you can see that. And I think this is a good reminder just to get into the certifications. It's all free, right? So if you use HubSpot, get in there and use the certification. The training is excellent. And the growth-driven design one, for example, by our mate Luke Summerfield. That's excellent. right. Excellent, excellent. And the new one that's been released is the sales certification. That's to do with the CRM. 
Yes. And this week, the content certification, content marketing yes. certification got released. So I'd encourage you guys to go and do that because I think that will really further your knowledge. All right, on to our challenge of the week, Craig. And this is about how Slack uses Twitter. Yeah, this is a really good article by Slack talking about their approach to using Twitter. So just one channel. And so when we call this challenge of the week, it's not like this is a challenge we're facing. It's more of a here's a challenge for marketing managers to consider. And it's really about finding your voice for a specific channel. And I, I found this, well, challenging, very useful to think through. And so the author of the article goes through Slack's approach, how they thought through what they were going to do with their channel. It wasn't just, oh, you know, shotgun, hit and miss, or throw anything you out there, what? see what sticks. So it was very considered. I really liked it because it really broke it down. And it talked about voice, tone, timing, and all sorts of things. And I went, oh, yeah, that's true. But never really voiced it. But someone's actually taken the time to actually document it, write it down. But it's really, it's a great read. It's really easy to read. It's a well thought out bit of content. And I'd really encourage you to read and think, well, okay, if this is for Twitter, can I take some of this or should I be, if my company's using Facebook, well, I should create something similar for Facebook and then see whether you can have that consistency of voice across the channels. Yeah, document your process. And, and here's one little takeaway from the article itself about uh, talking about Twitter. They made this rule, kind of internal rule early on that they would never say things along the lines of, we worked hard on this release or we've been working hard on this. And they said, because it's like, well, of course they're working hard. Let's not tell, you know, our audience doesn't care that we're yeah. working hard. They expect that office. And I thought that was interesting because it was just one, it showed that they'd considered it and they yes. weren't just going to, you know, they had certain rules about what they would say and wouldn't say. And I thought that was just a really good thing because now I guarantee you after hearing that, you'll notice lots of people do it. They say, oh, we've worked hard on this release. And, and you, yeah, it's like... Why are you telling did you me not, that? Did you yeah. not give me 100%? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Previous releases, you didn't? So, yeah. Anyway, worth a read. Absolutely. Now, our stat of the week this week is inbound is sold out. That's amazing, isn't it? So That is amazing. And how many people do you think they're going to have? Now, I heard from a birdie on a, an unofficial birdie that there was close to 20,000 people at inbound tomorrow, which is yeah. which I'm looking forward to seeing. And that's an increase from last year. I think it was Massive, 14. It was 14 yeah. Just over 14, I think. <laughs> so there you go. That's the start of the week. I think break some new records this year. Yeah. All right. On to our opinion of the week. And this is a contrarian, but I think accurate look at how Google is just destroying its search algorithm or ecosystem, should I say. Yeah. And this is from SEO book. Yeah, so Aaron Wall, who's a long-time hero in the SEO space, and my background's SEO, I think I've mentioned a couple of times. And so I have a lot of respect for this man, and I was in his uh, SEO book um, private forums for many years. He's he's had amazing success. He's just one of these people that really analyzes the whole organic game and SEO, and uh, he's kind of one of the pioneers of the whole SEO industry, actually. Uh, and also a very ethical guy. But he has, uh, and people that follow him would have noticed over the last couple of years, he's really kind of taken to task in getting stuck into Google. Whereas everyone else, and I'd, I'd say myself included, you know, we kind of talk about how good Google is and the great yes. things and that. He's actually there kind of shining a light on all the dastardly things they do. Yeah, and yeah. they do do really bad things. And yeah. The whole search ecosystem is changing. You know, everything from on mobile, just all the ads, there's no organic. It's all pushed down, right? 
So if you think this free traffic from mobile is still there, it's not. It's not. But that's just kind of the tip of the iceberg. It's yes. like all the, diff- all the kind of hypocritical things they've done and yeah. continue to do because they're a business, right? They're not a charity. They're not a, you know, a service provided by the government. They're yeah. a business. And I think this is a really good article for marketing managers to read and just appreciate the, the overall marketing of all the marketing channels, organic, and how it fits into the scheme of things and how it's changing and diminishing, frankly. Yeah. So really encourage you guys to have a read of that and really take it in because things are changing rapidly. And and you know what we what we find is that Google are not afraid to test and change stuff. Like, for example, on the ad platform, remember when I was doing my certification and I went for training, they said, oh, we, we make about three changes every day on the ad platform. You, you calculate the amount of change that takes place, that's massive. Like, you will never know everything and, and they'll be forever testing something. So if you understand what you're playing with, you can get a better result. All right, Craig, on to our pro tip of the week. And this is about what types of content get shared. And this is from BuzzSumo. It's a blog called Magical Content Gets Links, Shares, and New Research from BuzzSumo. Yeah, now they put out this kind of research Semi-regularly, I'd say, at least annually, there's always a, a kind of a look at all their stats. And just for listeners that not, might not be aware, BuzzSumo is a platform that kind of looks at social shares and also some link-based analysis of the yes. kinds of content that are popular and that people are, you know, could be going viral, but even if it's not going viral, it's actually getting good uh, penetration. And so what they found is they kind of looked at all the different types of content and they came up with their top five formats. And we might just mention a couple of them because uh, it's, it's worth reading the article and going through all of them. But the, the first one uh, was authoritative content that answers popular questions such as what is yes. dot, 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 fill in the blank. So that was one. Um, and then there were others. Strong opinion posts and political posts. Get lots of shares. There's content that provides original research and insights. And I think this is really interesting. You can take research that others have done. If you put your own analysis on it yes. and provide insight and value, that will get shared as well. Yeah. And then number four is content that leverages a trending topic, but that also provides practical insights. Good one. I remember David, Mim and Scott talking about this whole yes. idea of it's almost like hijacking a trend, being the first. Exactly. And finally, Craig? Authoritative news content on new products or developments. And I guess that's uh, news is always a big item, isn't it? But yep. especially on Facebook, that's where we get a lot of our news these days. Yeah. All right. On to our resource of the week, Craig. Lead scoring and nurturing. Okay. So this is really interesting for a couple of reasons. One, it's very in-depth and talks about the whole lead scoring, lead nurturing aspects but second reason it's interesting is because he's talking the author's mainly using another product called uh, drip which is yes. another marketing automation system to deliver some of his kind of examples but i think it's still useful for hubspot users because a lot of his approach still applies and so a number of things he goes through he he, he looks at um this idea of uh, lead nurturing versus customer nurturing, which, of course, when you say it, sounds obvious, but for a lot of people, they don't. They only yes. think about lead nurturing and customer nurturing is forgotten. And so he really dives into those. And the other thing that uh, he does really well, I thought, or really usefully, talks about the different types of nurturing 
for companies, startups versus early early stage businesses versus more established businesses and just the the different types of lead nurturing programs that they would use and how lead scoring is being affected as well. So it's a long article, very uh, very worthwhile to, to I guess, uh, read it and digest it. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's well worth the read. And I really love how when you first go to the article, it's actually got like this flow diagram of how things are happening. It's got some really good charts. Yeah. And the thing I'll say about this, this is the question or this is the topic, uh, lead scoring in particular, that is coming up in a lot of the meetings yes. and strategy sessions I'm having with um, customers these days. Lead scoring, how do we do it effectively mm. and using a pro- – and this is an excellent article for giving insight into that. That's fantastic. All right, on to our mobile app of the week, Craig. Now, this was uh, – we spoke about the new all-in-one HubSpot app. And why I'm highlighting it again is because this week it has had an update and in version 2.5.1, it's got the new growth bot widget and the chat bot for marketing and sales. And you can now also send tracked emails from the app. Yeah, actually, that's a pretty big update. Um you know, I, we mentioned this last week, and uh, you mean about using both the apps, the the current or the old marketing app, and then the new one. Yeah, and so I think there was. Um, I thought I had a screenshot uh, I put in there, but there was, and I deleted it. Oh, you deleted. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, I've I've still got both the apps, and we were having a discussion on our Facebook group about. Actually, does this new app replace the marketing app or does yes. it replace the CRM app? Yeah. I thought it replaced the CRM app, but it looks that's like... That's what it's, you thought, but I it think it's like, actually replacing everything. Yeah, and so that's the reason I wanted to highlight in this episode. I think I got it wrong. Yeah, I think no, it, so the thing was, I think when they first released it, there were things that are actually missing and progressive, like even this update, is actually adding some of those features in. Uh, and I think what will happen is that those that marketing app and and the sales app will disappear. Disappear and this entirely. will be it. Yeah. Okay, well, there you go. Because if you actually look at the title of it, it actually talks about uh, marketing, sales, CRM. I think they're all together. Yeah, right. Okay, cool. All right, on to our mobile app of the week, Craig. Now, this is one that I stumbled upon called Lifecycle, and I, I've been testing it, and I quite like it. It's It basically automatically tracks your time and maps your life. And, and one of the best parts about it with these kind of apps, I always found True Power. But it, it, they claim it only uses 1%. And I've been running it for a couple of weeks now, and I actually really like it. And it really gives you a perspective of where you are and how much time you're spending on stuff. And I'm like, oh, did I really spend four hours driving around today visiting customers or doing stuff? And you just realize, man, that big chunk of time has disappeared. <laughs> so it was, it's been really good. Like, you know, and I, can, I can figure out, you know, did I go spend time with my kids? Did I go watch soccer and do all that stuff? But it really kind of gave me a different perspective on life. It has this cool, I've stuck a graph in there. So it'll tell you how long you slept, how long you were at home. You know, did you go for a walk? Did you go shopping? So you could say, you know, I was in the, sh- when I'm at this location, I'm shopping. So it kind of puts that all into perspective. Yeah, that looks really cool. Can you actually break it down into, so for example, you're a parent. Yeah. Got two boys. Yeah. Can you actually have time you spend, say, on family stuff? Family quality time. How would yeah, you track well, you that? can tag tag that. So you find yeah, out right. that at home, or a particular part of home, or something. Um, say like we go to the park every day, and that's my family time. Yeah, I can say that when I'm in this location, ah. I want to tag it as family time. Oh, that's really cool. So it's been really good because, like, I know, like, if I'm doing school drop off, then I get to this location, and it then goes, oh, okay, all this time that's going there and coming back is school. 
And so I know, oh, okay, it's taking me like an hour every day for school drop-offs. So nice. It's really good. I really enjoyed looking at the app. Yeah, cool. All right, on to our podcast of the week, Craig. Yeah, now a new one. Um, this is uh, called Hub and Spoke, and it's by the team at The Kingdom. Um, Some of our fellow Aussie yeah. partners. Yeah, so I think they're a, they're a monster partner. I think they're yeah, a they platinum are. partner. Yes. Or I think they're, are they one of the biggest in Australia or... Anyway, they've won so many awards. They're kind of amazing. Um, in Adelaide, I think they started. Yes. Oh, they might be in all cities now, but um, actually really hoping to meet Adam Steinhardt at Inbound, actually. He's done amazing things. But he co-hosts uh, Hub and Spoke, the podcast, with Zahn Johnson, and they talk about a whole bunch of interesting stuff related to HubSpot. He had some good, um, in the latest episode, he had some good suggestions for improving HubSpot, what he'd like to see, particularly yep. in blogging tool and in episode 13 so yeah i i really recommend it so if you if you enjoy hub shots and you also like the hubcast here's another one hub and spoke and of course don't forget uh, our friend moby with inbound buzz that's right so there you go. he's the only person that doesn't have hub in his name i know <laughs> it's differentiating mate <laughs> all right on to the final shot which is quote of the week and we got this one at uh, while we're at the new hubspot office and this is from Damesh, and it was actually really big on a wall. It was it was a fantastic quote. It basically said, "Success is making those who believe in you look brilliant." From Damesh. Thank you, Damesh, and we're looking forward to uh, seeing how you make us brilliant tomorrow in the in the keynote. Oh no, Wednesday. No, Wednesday. Wednesday in the keynote. Well, Craig, it's been a fantastic election episode. As we sign off at ten five past ten on Monday at Boston. Until until next time. So we're planning to actually do a few of these during the week, during Inbound. So you'll get to hear a bit more of us this week. Until next time, guys, please join our Facebook group. Please tweet us, Instagram us, and we'd love to hear from you. Until next time, Craig. Catch you later, Ian. See you, Craig. Thank you for listening to this episode of HubShots. For show notes, resources, HubSpot news, including practical strategies you can implement, visit us at hubshots.com.